Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Olympics are supposed to be an event that fosters competition and fair play while encouraging athletes to strive to do their best. But the Winter Games in Beijing have shown there's a disconnect between the ideal and reality. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. National Post columnist Sabrina Maddow joins me to discuss why Russia continues to flout rules, problems with Olympic judging, and the optics of allowing the Chinese regime to host the Games. Don't forget you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and even Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Sabrina, with the eyes of the world a little distracted this Olympics with COVID and everything else that's going on, some issues I feel have flown a little bit under the radar when it comes to the games. And there's a handful of issues I wanted to touch on it, and you've written about them in your columns for the National Post. The first thing that jumps out at me is the fact that When it comes to politics at the games, I don't know if people expected maybe more political statements, but it seems to have been fairly quiet so far to start. Like, you know, athletes in China probably aren't keen to speak out in fear of angering the Chinese regime. But what do you make about the fact that it feels like there was a lot of controversy in the lead up to the games and the diplomatic boycott, but once the game started, it's gotten kind of quiet. I agree. It has been quiet. We haven't been hearing too much about the games and the politics behind it. And I think part of that is a product of all the other news going on in Canada and the world right now. We're in the midst of multiple different crises, whether it's uh, Russia and the Ukraine, or obviously the convoys happening across Canada, or just the pandemic itself, that the Olympics are being drowned out a little bit. The other thing is when it comes to whether it's athletes or media members themselves who are in China actually speaking out, We kind of knew that wasn't going to happen because China made it very clear before the games that anyone in China for the games would be subject to their laws and penalties when it came to criticizing the state or anything about China there. So I wasn't expecting too many athletes actually there to speak out, but I was hoping for more conversation around China and the games themselves and the different ways that they're problematic. And unfortunately, that's faded a bit into the background. Yeah, I mean, what surprised me, and it's an interesting discussion to be having, especially given what's going on in Europe right now, but the big controversy of the game seems to stem around Russia and the Russian Olympic Committee and whether they're being allowed to flout the rules, whether the rules even make any sense anymore, and just the belligerence of the Russian regime when it comes to the games. What do you make of the fact that, you know, even though Russian officials aren't even supposed to be at the games, that that Vladimir Putin showed up at at the opening ceremonies and kind of said, ah, 
nah, I'm just going to go anyway. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been technically allowed to attend the last couple of opening ceremonies. And of course, he was at Beijing. And I just think it's very symbolic that he thinks the rules don't apply to him and they don't apply to Russia. And quite frankly, why would he think otherwise? Whether it's outside the games or inside the games, no one seems willing to really clamp down on Russia and hold them accountable for their actions. And when it comes to the Olympics, of course, that relates to the uh, doping scandal after Sochi, which wasn't just Russian athletes taking performance-enhancing drugs. We're talking about the state-sponsored doping, where they actually created their own cocktail of performance-enhancing drugs. They actually cut holes in lab walls to smuggle through tests and compromise the testing system. I mean, it was incredibly egregious. And for this, they've essentially still been allowed to compete, although now, of course, they're called the ROC instead. But they still wear the colors on their uniforms. Putin's still at the opening ceremonies. There's been zero accountability. And then it's no surprise that they're still trying to get away with more. The two examples of chicanery that stand out for me are so far, there is the odd hockey game between Canada's women and the ROC women's team, where there were questions around testing and wasn't sure whether Russia would have to forfeit when they probably should have forfeited because they didn't have the tests in on time, but then they were allowed to compete and Canada's women famously wore masks through the game. And I mean, ultimately they beat the Russian women, but what did you make of that situation where it wouldn't be hard to imagine that another team in another country would have been told, well, you didn't get your tests in on time. You don't get to play. Absolutely. It's hard to feel there's not a double standard when the IOC has shown to be very willing to come down hard on other athletes in other countries when rules aren't followed. But whenever Russia's involved, there seems to be a lot more leeway. Even after they started that game, I mean, they started the game with both countries agreeing to wear masks throughout the game. And of course, partway through the game, Russia takes theirs off and continues to compete while the Canadian athletes are still wearing theirs. So there's just no incentive for them to actually play by any rules because no matter what they do, they're never punished. What were your thoughts when on the other bit of a Russian scandal of the games where we had this 15-year-old Russian figure skater who had a positive doping test that the Kremlin hasn't even acknowledged that there was a positive test, but it's delayed the medal ceremony for a figure skating team event. And I understand there may not even be a medal ceremony for another event because they don't want to hand out the medal to this Russian skater. Like, what is going on with the figure skating at this event? Yeah, it's incredibly shocking. Not only do we have a young athlete who appears to have been taking performance-enhancing heart medication, they've allowed her to continue to compete. And they've done this by saying that she can continue to compete, but if she places in a medal position in the top three, that they're just going to cancel the medal ceremonies for everyone in that event. So rather than punishing or holding accountable this one Russian athlete, they're going to affect the game's experience for multiple innocent athletes who likely won't get that podium moment. At this moment in time, it does look like she's going to medal. She's leading after last night. So there won't likely be a medal ceremony. And that's just such a shame. They tried to justify it by saying she was a minor. So typically in Olympics, minors aren't held to the same level of responsibility as adult athletes because they're seen as being protected persons. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't mean that no rules should apply to them. And there's obviously a lot of harm in allowing her to go forward. 
they should absolutely hold everyone accountable in her camp, whether it's doctors or nutritionists or the ROC themselves. But they also do need to set a standard to say this isn't acceptable. If they say we're just going to allow minor athletes who have positive tests to continue to compete, again, you're opening up loopholes and incentivizing bad behavior when you really shouldn't be because doping is even more dangerous for minors. They really need to come down harder on this. You've been following the games as a writer and observer, also someone who in the past has competed at an elite level. As an athlete, what do you feel that this says to other athletes who are competing at the games and trying to do everything above board? It tells them that their efforts are in vain, to be honest, and it normalizes doping and it makes people feel like they have to do that in order to compete at the highest levels, which is why it's such a problem. And when you have people meddling who are shrouded in controversy and who have positive tests, you have other young athletes who are going to look at that and they're going to find it very hard to say no when they're presented with perhaps the same choice in the future, because they're going to feel like that's what they have to do to get to the Olympic arena and to get on that podium. And that's really, really dangerous and obviously a tragedy in and of itself. We'll be right back. Looking at the Olympics as a whole, we're also seeing some issues when it comes to judged events. And I know there's been a long debate over whether events where you're being judged as opposed to competing against other athletes, there are some who feel that if you're being judged, it's not really a sport necessarily. This, you know, even goes back 20 years now to the Salt Lake City Games where there were questions and corruption with the figure skating judging. What have you seen in terms of issues with judging at these Olympics? Like you said, the Olympics has had not so great of a history with judged events, and that's continued here. The biggest story has been during the snowboard half-pipe event, where a Japanese snowboarder landed a pair of triple corks, which is the sport's hardest trick, for the first time in Olympic history. And for this, he only received a score that put him in second place at the time behind another Australian snowboarder. And one NBC broadcaster and former athlete in particular just lost his mind saying that there had been a robbery, that there was no excuse for that score, that the judges themselves had lost all credibility. And that just goes to show the danger of judged events that are very subjective and whether they're subject to human error or as we've seen outright corruption in the past, the Olympics need to have some tough conversations about how to fix that. Some sports are bringing in more high-tech solutions in AI. During the Tokyo Olympics, gymnastics in particular started to use some AI mapping to see how athletes were actually in the air through 3D models. And it wasn't involved in actually issuing any scores, but judges were using it as a supplement. So that's one way to do it. Another suggestion has been to broaden judging panels so that any one judge that is either corrupt or just making a human error, their score doesn't have as much impact overall. But there's clearly an issue. And again, we're talking about undermining the credibility of the games and the results. And it's harmful for athletes and it's harmful for viewers as well, who just don't trust what they're watching on the TV is going to actually reward the best athletes. Is solving it up to the IOC? Is it up to the individual sport federations? Who would tackle the issue of judging in, say, snowboarding or figure skating? 
I would say both. As it stands right now, the individual sport federations all choose their own judges and they all set their own judging standards. So absolutely, this has to be tackled within the sports themselves. But the Olympics is obviously a platform that more people watch and is supposedly the most important sporting event in the world. So I think that there is a role for the IOC to institute some standards across the board and to really encourage the sporting organizations to take this as a serious issue and move forward with proposed solutions and incorporating tech as much as they can. Perhaps that's providing funding support, perhaps it's expertise, but they have a role to play for sure. Not all of this involves instances of corruption, though, right? Sometimes it's just people either playing favorites with their own country or maybe they don't like another country. And so, like, it doesn't come down to bribes or underhandedness. Sometimes it's just preferential treatment, right? For sure. Yeah, they've shown time and time again in, for example, figure skating that judges tend to judge their home country more favorably. And that's not necessarily outright corruption. That's just the sort of human biases we all have in the back of our minds. And then, of course, there's a place for human error. Sometimes either you can get a judge that's not up to par or they just make a mistake or they don't see something. But we need to try to uh, minimize the effects of that as much as possible. These Olympics, as we've talked about before and as there's been much written about, There was a tone set early on with the Chinese regime trying to position itself and present itself in a certain way while also ignoring its own bad record, either on human rights or on how it deals with its satellite states. There were concerns about Taiwan. There are concerns about Hong Kong. And you wrote early in the games, and I don't want to touch too much on the opening ceremonies, but as we're going to have a closing ceremonies in a few days, it is kind of illustrative of what we may see. How do you feel that the Chinese regime set the tone for the games with the opening ceremonies? And how do you figure that may play out as we wrap up and the statement that the regime wants to make about itself? Beijing always wanted to use this games as they used the last games in 2008 to disseminate propaganda and to communicate a certain image about themselves to the world. Back in 2008, that was the image of a very strong China, of a new superpower taking the world stage. We saw a lot of military elements in those opening ceremonies, huge numbers of performers, like 2,000 drummers all at once performing in sync. So that was the sort of image of control and power that they were trying to project. Whereas this opening ceremony, we saw a lot more gentle imagery. It was all about spring and a new awakening. And, you know, there was lots of feel good, like spring imagery and gentle dancing and happiness. And like the parade of nations came out to the Nutcracker theme song. Like it was just a completely different image presented than last time. And I think this is them trying to do a PR effort based on, like you said, all this negative publicity they've been getting from whether it's their human rights abuses or them becoming more aggressive in their foreign policy. They're trying to do some damage control there. Do you get a sense that the IOC may have learned any lessons here in awarding the games to Beijing, or do they just not care? I would like to say they've learned some lessons, but unfortunately, I'm a bit more cynical at this point in that they don't seem to ever learn their lesson. I mean, just look how recently Beijing had the Olympics in 2008. And when they awarded those games, the idea was that it was going to help bring democracy to China and help shine a spotlight on any human rights abuses, which 
were the same abuses that are continuing today or their aggressive foreign policy. And none of that happened. Rather than bringing those things to China, China just instead used it as an opportunity to burnish its international image and export its authoritarianism and aggressiveness around the world. So it's hard to think that they've actually learned their lesson. However, the next few Olympics will be in um, democratic nations. So we have that to look forward to. And hopefully democratic nations also step up and want to host the games because it is really important to not be awarding states like China this opportunity on the world stage to spread propaganda. That's right. We have Paris in 2024, we have Italy in 2026, and we have Los Angeles in 2028. So perhaps hopefully a brighter message out from the IOC and the, the country's hosting. Sabrina, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. 103 is produced by Sean Knox. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Sabrina Meadow. More from her at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.